Hi, and welcome to Australia's first Let's Talk Tiny Houses podcast. My name is Christine, and ever since laying eyes on my first tiny house, I wanted to know more about the movement, the lifestyle, the communities, and most of all, how I can go tiny. While on my tiny journey, gathering information and meeting amazing like-minded people, I started thinking, apart from my business, how could I contribute back to the movement? Then I was introduced to podcasting and that was my light bulb moment. I'm so thrilled that through this podcast, I am able to bring you an amazing cast of co-hosts who all bring their own unique skills, knowledge, and advice to each episode. All of us are extremely passionate about the tiny house movement and want to share our experience, expertise, and enthusiasm with our listeners. Each week, we will bring you a special guest interview or particular hot topic discussion that relates to tiny living for your listening pleasure. Okay, let's jump in and find out who we have with us this week. You've got one tiny that you're working on at the moment that has a different inside or inside the walls and inside every sort of item that's in there. What's special about that one that you've got there? That's true. Um, So that one there basically is um, one thing that we started um, doing from probably about last year. So it's been probably about a couple of years now. Um, We started, we we worked out with a a sustainable building consultancy company from Brisbane. We worked out with them basically to try and understand what options do we have in the market to build a tiny house as sustainable as possible or as we could or as is available out there. Um, and we basically worked out through them with a kind of a, it's a really large document and we ended up gathering a lot of products and um, products that we can replace to our standard conventional building methods that they will be uh, more focusing on uh, the sustainability, the eco-friendly, the, the non-toxic, toxicity side of things, which means the products that they've been designed now to um to be um, recyclable or to have a sustainable aspect behind it, um, but also products that are designed as well to minimize the amount of chemicals and, um, and, and, and things that could have built into products that sometimes customers, they don't even know or they cannot see. And for some customers, it might not affect their health, but we have a lot of customers that they have health restrictions or they have um, certain types of allergies and things like that. And we've been very happy to kind of work along with all these customers to identify what their needs are, how, how, how deep they want to go into this, to building a really green and eco-friendly house and, um, and just kind of working around what their requirements are with those. So this project that um, you're mentioning, Patty, it's, a, it's one of our, our projects that we're holding now at the moment in our workshed. And we're working with this beautiful couple and they wanted to go with a lot of or as much as they could in regards to green products, some sustainable products, um, natural products and products that are non-treated and they don't have a, 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 um, a large amount of chemicals, let's say, built into those. So we're very, once again, we've been very happy to kind of work with each customer to say, look, tell me what are you happy for us to do? We definitely got to look into regulations and to restrictions and see if we can or cannot build with those materials. 
but most likely if we can, we're just gonna give you the options to say, are you happy to go ahead? Keeping in mind that unfortunately we live in a world that it's flipped side down. And organic food should be the norm, but we pay more expensive for those. Um, Eco-friendly, sustainable materials should be the norm, but we pay more expensive for those. So it's always a bit of a battle because we want to try and give it a very affordable product, but at the same time, the sustainable materials, they're more expensive, which means it's a bit of a balance and finding that balance with each customer. Have you had any like mobility challenged customers that you needed to adapt for their access? That's a very good point, actually. <laughs> we haven't had it yet, <laughs> but now we um, we started working with a couple projects and social programs, mm -hmm. and they require actually those mm -hmm. units. Um, so we now have our um, architect upstairs. Basically, one of his to-do lists is actually we have to design, and we're starting already to design a disability unit. Now, it's quite hard to design a disability unit that, that works for all types of disabilities, of course. So what we're trying to do is to, of course, focus on certain types of disabilities first, but creating this concept. And now we've been having, we've been working with actually a couple of customers that now are going through councils to get the permits for them to be able to use a tiny house as a disability unit in their property rather than they needing to either put a brand new other um, dwelling on site or renovate and adapt all their current installations which sometimes first puts a lot of stress into the whole family it doesn't give the proper sort of um, flexibility um, and even the freedom of the disability person to have their own space and to have their own life and their own little corner that they can take their lives and not be needing to be sharing and, and somehow disturbing the rest of the family. Mm. So it's creating this kind of a flexibility and creating that mobile flexibility because, I mean, um, disabilities could even be temporarily and you might just need that for a certain period of time but not for the rest of the life or um so yeah just but we're definitely looking into those markets now we see that there is a big need for those it's um it's a matter of now designing and i believe we eventually gonna end up probably opening a bit of a process here where we're going to be going and opening for disability units to be built but we have we're going to have to most likely work on a custom design based which will be, okay, let, let us understand your disability, let us understand what's required, and then we just build what's required to, to those. Great, so continuing on that line of community engagement, you have some projects coming up this year that are really exciting. Um, can't divulge all, this, all the information right <laughs> yes. now. but Not yet. Uh, not yet, but it, it's so fantastic how the tiny house community and businesses really look to giving back as well and one way is as we interviewed Norma McGillivray from Bed Down you know it's that helping with homelessness and seeing how over in America how it's assisted over there how can we do that here so without divulging all the secrets we've got you've got some really exciting <laughs> projects this yes, year yes definitely definitely we finally started tackling those once again like we were mentioning 
I guess we, we live in a, a world that it's unfortunately flipped side down. I believe that all businesses should be somehow be doing something towards community, towards back to the society somehow. Um, I don't believe this should be an exception in a way. Um, and I think the tiny house businesses, they have already the mentality. They understand this. So um, definitely, I think we, 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 we're looking on to starting more and more of this type of projects. But um, unfortunately, we cannot let things slip out yet because it's still on. There's a lot of fundings and things happening and we still need to get a lot of confirmations. And we know that there is even a large waiting list for this project to happen. And so we don't want to start alarming too much, but we just want to probably explain a little bit how once again, the tiny house products could be used in a variety of different ways and assisting and working along with social programs, it's probably a massive avenue. And this is what originally got us into this whole tiny house businesses and industry. Um, we see that eventually the governments could and the councils could be using tiny houses for a variety of different actually social programs crisis accommodations and even sort of all these needs that people sometimes have for short periods of time mm -hmm. so we've noticed that um by working with all these sort of a social programs and trying to kind of work along with them to understand their needs we've noticed that homeless homeless people is a massive demographics that it's only growing in australia um, and it's growing to all sorts of areas, not only men's, not only women's, not only apparently women's over 50 years old. It's one of the largest mm. demographics going into the homeless. Yeah. So this is the type of things that we believe that the tiny houses, they could be a beautiful product to assist with all those type of projects. First, because they um, are a lot more affordable and they are a lot more flexible, which means all the programs, rather than they needing to overdevelop a certain type of land to be able to put all of that infrastructure in, we can now come with a mobile infrastructure that we could eventually use lands for temporary, for, for, for a bit of a, a, a time um, and we maybe could be even working along with businesses and large corporations to start seeing if they eventually could work on a way they, they could work on a concession and maybe donate their blocks of lands that they have spread all over the country that are just sitting and waiting for businesses opportunities or markets to to go up and things like this and use those properties for all those sorts of programs and if eventually they need to get the land back to do whatever they needed to do with the land it's very easy and quick to sort of bring all of that set up back to how we started and move all of that structure with a very minimal cost to another land and if we could eventually replicate this kind of a concept all over australia we would definitely be helping massively with this all those sorts of um not necessarily homeless but all those type of issues that we're having with society out there so we're looking forward to um, to this program and to this project because we believe hopefully it's going to be a bit of a, a kickstart and hopefully we're going to have people seeing and understanding what's being done there. They'll see the benefits and then they could eventually just go and try and replicate on their, 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 their areas, their councils or whatever they are. 
So um, definitely we see that the tiny houses, they only starting to scratch the surface on to how they could assist society and not only businesses and individuals as well. I think we've got another trip to the Sunshine Coast. Oh, I think coming <laughs> once this is up. Yeah, yeah, a few, definitely. Oh, so definitely. check this one out. Yeah, congratulations on doing that, Fabio, because it, it's fantastic. And um, I totally agree that every business, no matter how big or small, should be contributing back to the community in some form. So uh, really great, really great. As I'm a um, pet owner of four cats, um, if people often say, how are you going to put your four cats in your tiny? Then what are you going to do with them? <laughs> Fabio's like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. We'd be having a family of five, six. Yes. Sometimes yeah. living in a tiny. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, I, I go, the cats will love it because what I'm going to do is put all little platforms oh, and we, you know, cat box. Yes, yep, yeah. Yep, yep. So we've done a few of those. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, you have. <laughs> yes, so yes, we've done a few of those. Oh, yep. Cool. Not recently, and a few of those actually. So we've been we've been catering not only for the customers as well, but for the customers' pets as yeah. well, which is great. We see this affinity with tiny house customers with animals, with nature in general. Seeing that bottom It's drawer. great. <laughs> is that a is that a feed? It could be. Or it could be a it could nice be one of those feeds onto those. you could put little dog and cat little balls, cat water balls and onto those. But we've been we've been working along with customers, so we've been def we've been we've done a few of those pet doors mm -hmm. um, that we install onto our sort of um, um, frames or doors or windows. Um, we've done a lot of catwalks to link the animals from lofts to lofts. Mm -hmm and to sometimes even avoid them going through um, big steps or, or, or um, stairs. Um, we have done houses where we had a, a cabinetry stairs built in and we created pet houses or little <laughs> pet nooks inside and built in onto those. Um, we are doing now a house that I think it's in about a couple, two to three months or so, that we're doing a very different pet house that it's gonna be linking to an outside area and they're going to be creating, I think they've got cats and they, they're putting this tiny on a beautiful big acreage property. But of course, with acreage properties, you have other animals that we need to share with. So they, they were just concerned about um, snakes and things and animals that could eventually mm. do, some, do some harm to, to, the, to the pets. So they are creating now a bit of an outdoor area for them to flow, almost like a cage mm -hmm. wouldn't call it a cage because it's quite enclosure. large enclosure that's a great point that's a really good um and then it will be linked directly to the inside of the house um just to create to the pet their own little sort of a space mm -hmm. security in there as well so there's a company called meow matters so they're cat enclosures but they're luxurious okay cat large ones, I guess. Large ones yes. yes so um it, I could totally see a gorgeous little meow manner <laughs> with a little little inlet for Tunnel. them. Yeah, because one of mine, exactly. he likes to go out on the, or they're all inside cats, but one goes out on the balcony on a little lead mm -hmm. and has his little outside time. And um, I could totally see he, he'd be able to put himself out in his little meow manner and then bring himself back in. That's it. Yeah, he's a clever little boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's. I think that's one thing people often think about going tiny. Like, will I still be able to have my pets? So that's a yeah, that's a good thing to know. You mentioned you've had a family of six 
Is it? That have yes. It, uh, have you gone into things like the netting or it was five, things? not five. six. My mistake, five. But even though that's a lot of people, still in, a a small lot of people house. in a small house. Have you done any like hammocks or netting? Yes, yes, yes. We've done a lot of um. We've done one hammock actually, which is one of those sort of a throw yourself type of hammocks that it's linking one loft to the other. And then we'd be doing a lot of kids hammocks as well, which is mostly for safety, but it's just to create those lofts and keep that safety up in the loft for the kids. Um, but sometimes some of the parents are putting those nets um, just while the kids are going through their transition. And then if sure. eventually they have an issue, then you have a, a safe net and then you have another net yeah. that it can eventually I guess it'll stop all the toys and stuff from toys falling, are falling down. down and most of the time, actually, you'll find that the kids will spend a lot of the time yeah. up there. Mm -hmm. So it's good because it's it creates fun. another play area for them. What about rock not climbing walls to get up to the Rock climbing walls. That was those? another very interesting one yeah. that we had actually long ago. We not ended up, we haven't ended up building, but we've designed for these customers. And basically the kids loft was accessed by rock climbing um, grips. So we found a company that actually what they do is they design, um, they, it's not that they design the grips, they sell you the grips, but they design um, a route or something the that keep the formation yeah. on yeah. how this should go. And you could even, you can eventually even change them across. Yeah. And so it's almost like you, you, we needed to build a separate wall to go attach in front of their wall. Mm. And then we, they could play with their wall in regards to where they want those attachments to go. Uh, yeah. So very nice and interesting concept, but we wanted to, we wanted to design this way. So then it was a short term because we knew eventually the kids would be going, okay, now let's remove that wall and let's maybe put a conventional ladder. Teenagers stairs, don't usually like that. climb rock walls. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they need a higher one yes. or a more like difficult Intricate. one. So they just yeah. need one Smaller one group there grips. and one group up there, and they've got to get from here to there. <laughs> do like a bit of parkour. So when we were um, having a look on your socials, we saw I think it was, was it down in Sydney or Melbourne? You had done something with Amazon Prime. Yes, definitely. So we've done last Christmas, basically, we've done a big partnership with Amazon and Amazon Prime specifically um, in order to donate a tiny house to um, a customer. It doesn't need to be, it wasn't necessarily a customer from Amazon. Anyone could be going onto that drawing. And basically around December or so last year, which was what, when we were having all those um, issues with bushfires mm. and all of that crazy situation that we've gone through, thanks God. But um, so what we've done is basically we've partnered up with Amazon. We had this house placed in Martin Place, um, right in the city, Sydney CBD, which was great. It was great for people to understand the concept, for them to be able to see, walk through and understand what a tiny house is. And it was great. But even better, I guess, was was the outcome because we ended up um, basically people had to submit actually why they should think they should earn their tiny house as a Christmas present and because we ended up having those bushfire issues we ended up having a lot of customers and even a lot of people um, pointing out to, 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 to people that were needing or pointing out to mm -hmm. people that they lost their homes and they needed 
something to kind of make their Christmas a little bit better, to give them a bit of a hope and to yeah. give them maybe a temporary place while they get things rebuilt in life. And this was actually one of the, the chosen options, which was a, a single mother basically in the north New South Wales, if I'm not wrong, not far from Coffs Harbour area. Single mothers already, look, it's, it's a, I congratulate every single mother by itself. I'm a, I'm a father, I'm a parent, and I know how hard it is. Just by being a single mother is already yeah, thumbs up for off. you. Um, hats off. And um, so she was a single mother that eventually lost her property in the bushfires um, and she did not have actually where to basically go she would need to start going to, to she would need to start knocking people's door and even visit family friends and see if they could eventually stay there we could um, eventually send the house to her and set up actually on the family's block of land so it was a great actually initiative of um, Amazon as well hopefully we'll start seeing more businesses doing these type of things we are looking on to starting actually very soon a crowdfunding, basically, um, to sort of assist and help us sort of build tiny houses for people and for people, not only people, but even actually sometimes um, areas in need. Mm. So we've got a lot of emails and people coming to us now and just putting out their problems. We, we, we kind of are going through a bit of a selection now and going through all of them to see if we can kind of a pick one that sort of uh, fits most what, what we're trying mm. to do. And then we want to try and hopefully create a crowdfunding page soon. Um, we, want to, we want to put the, um, what the issues are. We want to bring the, the problem out so people understand that this is happening out there and what type of product, uh, problems are happening. And, um, and we want to hopefully just try and get people to help us just get the, enough funds for us to just get the material costs so we can build we're not going to add any margins we don't it's just literally to purchase the products we don't charge for our buildings so we'll be building for free and then we just need the, the money to come in for the materials basically mm -hmm. so we're hoping to start actually this um crowdfunding very soon we're just going for a bit of a selection now on to who or what case we should be looking into basically Oh, fantastic. Well, you'll have to let us know about that as well. Definitely, yeah, that's another awesome will. Like issue. I said, as soon as we get all of this, we'll, we'll definitely be needing your assistance to yeah. try and get that um, funding, hopefully, coming through. Yeah, oh, fantastic. We've recently been to Sydney ourselves for a tiny house carnival with Atha, and we've seen you at the Noosa uh, one, the festival we had up there. Is that something that you tend to are you shying away from going to festivals now because you've got such a big hub going on here or you're so busy are festivals sort of still on the on the realm for you definitely definitely so definitely festivals are on our um pretty much actually i believe the festivals um towards the the mid sort of the second part of the year we'll be looking on to joining them we just couldn't join actually some of these recent ones because We've been really extremely busy and we were wanting to first focus on getting the business, getting the strategies, getting the foundations, getting the hub, the tiny house hub that I mentioned up and going because we can also go to those carnivals and all sorts of things, but we always want to try and create a 365 days a year carnival that people can come. Yeah to visit our tiny houses as well. So we'll definitely be part of, we'll be participating on all of these carnivals. We just couldn't join these ones because 
we wanted to prioritize a few things first. Mm. Um, so now we can sort of start getting a little bit more out there. But like I said, more than this, we wanted to kind of create options for customers that rather than they say, okay, let us wait for a full year, for six months or for nine months until we can go and visit. No, you can come and visit actually one straight away. What is your wait list at the moment? Do you have, like you've got plenty of staff, but how long, if somebody came in today yep. and said, I want a tiny, what sort of wait time that's a pretty, are we looking at? That's a pretty good question. <laughs> it's, how long is um, a string? <laughs> yeah, what happens is basically, um, Last year, we had actually our sort of a delivery time frames quite pushed back because of mm. the demand and how much we could build as a business. Mm. And that's one of the reasons that we just moved into this new factory and facility because this is literally almost like doubling our production capacity. It's tripling almost four times the amount of tiny houses we can store and keep outside on our big yards. So it's giving us more um, capabilities so there we can now start sort of a giving smaller time frames and sort of a just try and, 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 and be able to help more customers. Yeah. So nowadays, if I'm not wrong, as far as I spoke to the building team about a couple of days ago, our delivery time frames are roughly towards the mid of the year. So a new customer that comes through now, they'll be taking delivery towards just before the financial year finishes. Yeah. So the end of June to the beginning of July. Um, this is roughly what we're on at the moment. And how quick is a build? Is uh, building one build, or I guess building time. A number of builds at correct, the same time. Correct, correct, yeah. So we're now rolling a bit of a production actually Depending now. Depending on what their needs Correct, are. their needs, how far we're building. Because yeah. I know with mine, like this is a while ago now, I think you'd said six weeks and you actually got it done a week early. Yep, it was and, about five, Which was yep. just phenomenal. It was just super. And But now you're bigger and better, but what's, yeah, you've got more more things to juggle now. Definitely, definitely <laughs> more things to juggle. But at the same time, we're bringing mm. more specialists mm. to help us. Mm. So it's almost like now, um, back in the days when we used to start working with you, Patty, and you probably remember... I myself used to do a lot and yeah. we had just a short, limited amount of staff. But now we've got specialists. So now we've got proper architects, we've got proper builders, uh, um, yeah. um, roof plumbers, plumbers, electricians. So we've got specialists and now they are focusing on only what they're good at, mm. basically. And um, this is, of course, speeding up production. Um, it's giving a lot more quality, of course, to what we're doing because we have Experts. Specialists on experts in each yeah. single aspect. So how long is the build? Fantastic. And the build is um, <laughs> nowadays back. it's come back. Yeah, lost a little bit there for a it's second. So good. Um, so building time now for us averages, of course, as you know, depending on models, depending on how how fancy or how basic it, it, the, the, the tiny could be. But um, we nowadays we're being able to kind of have a tiny house by the time by the time a trailer rolls in, we have to be rolling out in about four to six weeks mm. building time of course yeah. there is a lot of um designing time material waiting and all these sorts of things that needs to put on the schedule but building time now we kind of get a really good hang of what we're doing like i said we have a big team we have we have indoor facilities which is great which means no, doesn't matter the rain doesn't matter yeah. the, the, the the outdoors we, we can still keep producing so yeah roughly about four to six weeks building time 
could be a little bit more depending on the model. Depending on the weight. Some of the things, weight and lists. Definitely, definitely. That's pretty quick then. That's pretty quick. And ideally, like I said, we we could even probably be building quicker, but there is a fine line in between building quicker and then losing quality as well. And having too many people coming and working at the same time. Mm, It's not efficient. Which is not efficient and it's not safe sometimes as well. So we just kind of find a, a, a kind of a sweet, sweet spot that we can kind of work in yeah. regards to speeding up against keeping the qualities as well. Do you have more people, like I know I chose an empty shell, do you have more people choosing empty or complete? Um, a lot more people choosing complete, mm-hmm. but we're always going to have the market choosing the mm-hmm. part builds and we're always going to be very happy to attend those markets because we actually love the fact that people were trying to do things themselves. Mm. They're trying to learn. They're That's trying to I get like. out of their... I still wanted something yes. in my hand. I wanted to build something, but I didn't trust my skills yep, yep. to do the walls and the roof. Correct. You wanted to be part of that yeah. as well. So we, we, we encourage people to say, if you've got the skills, if you've got people with skills, it's a great bouncing, even actually... Um, program I would say that you guys could put yourself together and create and learn and evolve from there Mm -hmm. and understand that this is a house it's been put together with a house so you can do things you don't need to rely on traders you don't need to rely on builders to do every single thing in your life and in your house Um, we need to start creating a bit more of a how can I say a self-resilience type of thing where people uh, a, a, a learning and doing things more for themselves rather than always going, okay, let's pay someone to do this for me. Let's pay for someone to I've do this for me. definitely gone through that. So a few times I've built something, it was the kitchen cabinets or something, and it wasn't quite right. So I pulled it apart and I did it again and it worked. And I always thought if I really stuff it up, then I'll call the tradie. But I still felt like I needed to try yep. and, and make a mistake. Yes. But, uh, it was certainly part of the journey. And that's the learning process. So mm-hmm. some people are willing to go through this mm-hmm. and we're very happy to work along with them. Some people, they say, look, we don't want to go or we don't have the time or we don't have the, the means to do it. No problem. It's fine. We'll, we'll give you a full finished product. Otherwise, we're more than happy to work with customers. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of customers. They say, look, we love to paint. We said, no problem. When I run you a quote, I'll run you a quote with the other paints. Just let me know what type of things are you happy to do yourselves? Mm-hmm. Of course, we don't like them to be doing and that's why we created our bare minimum product which is what we call a lockup which is an engineer trailer subflorings waterproofing engineer frames windows doors and everything cladded and roofed which means structure wise you're safe you've got engineers signing off you've got professional builders putting that for you um, you've got engineer trailer You've got basically a professional that it's guaranteeing that that building is watertight, which means then from the inside, from the from the frames all the way up to a completely house on the inside, we leave the customers free to choose what they yeah. what they want to do for themselves. You don't want a DIY compromising all your good No, work. no, <laughs> definitely. And we even believe for the, actually... For the safety of everybody on That's the road, correct. And even and for the safety... It. That's it. Yeah. And even for the safety of the whole tiny house movement. Absolutely. Because it's only going to take one person to be building the way they should think that they should. And that way is not the right way. And if there is an accident, if there is an issue, if there is something happening, 
everyone will be affected. And when I mean everyone, it's not only myself as a builder. It will be everyone in the community. You'll be even those social programs that we, we, we were speaking about that eventually the councils now are looking into maybe using them and they might say, okay, now we don't find this is a safe product. Or So it could actually put a lot of, um, a lot of rocks on the road of this sort of a journey if, um, if people were eventually building or just building the way they should be building. And that's why we decided to create a bare minimum product, which is the lockup, which at least with guarantee is going to be a safe, watertight, engineer structure. You can take as long as you want to finish the inside. The water is not going to be the issues. So it's, it's giving these options as well, but making sure that people are, the, the, the right things are getting done by, by right people with right qualifications, basically. Oh, that's fabulous. I think um, we've covered everything, everything, <laughs> which is fantastic. And what when we were talking to people down at St Ives, they, they had all these questions and they really wanted to get a sense of yourself and Aussie Tiny Houses and what's going on. And so it, it's been really great. So thank you so much, Fabio, no, for having thank us here, you. having us in the gorgeous little tiny. No, pleasure. Thank you. Thank the sun's you for beaming for in now. I know. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. So everyone can pop on your website, uh, aussietinyhouses.com.au. You've got all your models on there, yep. all your services, yep. contact yep. details. We've got we've got not even all our models because as we mentioned, oh, we do a yes. lot of things that it's not even on our website and it gets too overwhelming for people if we add 60, 70 tiny house designs onto a website. So there is definitely a lot um, on our website, but I would say that we always get encouraging people to get in touch with us over the phones, emails, whatever feels comfortable, or even actually walking through our workshops and explaining what are your needs, explaining what are your wants. Tell me what do you like? Because even maybe everything that I've got on, on our website, it might not be what you want. So we want to kind of uh, make sure that we're building something that is specific, tailored to, 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 to that customer. I'm sure you're going to get lots of inquiries as you already do and um we'll be able to answer questions from our listeners much better now that we've come and done our little interview and um yeah it's just fantastic so exciting so exciting and i was just really happy that you know people were asking about you down in Sinai. so i was like yay, yay. <laughs> that's great to hear oh and it's exciting um year ahead as well was the community engagement projects and lots on the horizon so we'll keep up to date with that and um keep our listeners up to date and do a few more trips up to the sunny coast please yeah so thank you again fabio we'll sign off for now thank you patty you're welcome what a what a fun day excellent day these one and these are my favorite days <laughs> so Lovely. we'll we'll sign off for now and um yeah put all your uh, contact details and socials up on our show notes and on all our socials so everyone will be able to get in touch really thank easy. you and thanks for the opportunity as well for you guys to open our doors to all the listeners as well for them to come a little bit inside our tiny house even though if they're not physically i hope they be at least participating into this conversation and hopefully they can get some useful information out of that oh certainly would wow what a great episode i would like to thank you for listening and i really hope you enjoyed this week's discussion I would like to now invite you over to our exclusive Facebook group where you as our listeners will be able to interact with us, 
each other, see photos and additional extras that accompany each episode, and be the first to know what we have coming up. If there is a particular topic you would like to hear more about or someone you think we need to interview, please drop us a line at letstalktinyhouses at gmail.com or via our Facebook group. You can find this podcast series on iTunes, Spotify or your favourite podcast app. And while you're there, please show your love by giving us a rating. Hopefully it's five stars. Our show notes will be available on Podbean along with any podcast corrections and amendments. The Let's Talk Tiny Houses podcast is brought to you by myself, Christine Murphy, and my business, OCD, Organising, Cleaning and Decluttering Specialist, which can be found on Facebook or through my website, ocdpro.com.au. I would like to thank all my co-hosts for their amazing contributions and Joanne Helder for editing all our audio and making us sound so fabulous. Until next week, please take care and enjoy yourself.